0: FMR
1: 101.3 Being Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of REMAX Living. Hello and welcome to Being Green, I'm Glynnis Crook. There's been quite a lot of hype in recent months about the discovery of Anglo-Irish Antarctic explorers Ernest Shackleton's ship, the Endurance. It was on an expedition over a hundred years ago when it was crushed by pack ice and eventually sank to the bottom of the Weddell Sea. South Africa's own polar research vessel and icebreaker, the S A Gullus II, has been much fated for the important role it played in finding the wreck. Well, this got me thinking about the ship, which I must say I've always sort of thought of as the kind of ocean equivalent of a long-distance bus, ferrying scientists to and from the Antarctic. But then I read a story by my guest today, UCT oceanographer and climatologist Dr. Sarah Fawcett, who speaks about the vital role that the ship plays in the field of climate science. Morning, Sarah. You've been on the Agalis on several occasions. Describe the ship for us.
0: Morning, Linus. Well, it's a very large vessel. It's over 130 meters long, about 10 decks high, um, and it's absolutely state of the art. Which was taken ownership of by the South African government in 2012. is actually dedicated to Miriam Makeba. It's really wonderful. It's truly a South African asset.
1: Mm. The the fact that it is a research vessel too, and not just a supply ship, is what makes it different from the Agulhas One, but What scientific facilities does it have on board? It has pretty
0: much everything you could want to do cutting-edge science in the Antarctic. So um, a number of laboratories equipped with sort of -of state-of-the-art infrastructure. It's got the capacity to deploy multiple different types of instrumentation over the side. It also has something called a moon pool, which um, is almost like something from science fiction, Basically, we can open up a hole in the middle of the ship, so all the way from the third deck down to the water below, so that we can deploy instrumentation through the middle of the ship when we're in heavy ice. Because, of course, where the ship is, there's not going to be ice, so you have a path down to the water. And then, of course, it's equipped appropriately for bird watching and seal, you know, people who do research on seals, so on the upper decks, there's appropriate space for doing uh, that kind of work, those kinds of observations as well.
1: So what kind of studies have been done in recent times? I know this is going to be too many to name, but just very briefly, so give us an idea of how it does contribute.
0: Right, certainly too many to get into. So I'm an oceanographer, so I think a lot about the open ocean waters, right? So the distance between Cape Town and the Antarctic continent. And I think some of the really important work that the South African community is doing in those waters is monitoring variables like carbon dioxide concentrations and heat. So, you know, we make um, measurements of CO2 and heat, um, and we do that repeatedly year after year, season upon season, and these types of data are essential for us to understand how the ocean's capacity to take up heat, to take up CO2, which, of course, is so important for our climate, how that might be changing. And the ship also is used to deploy gliders and floats, which are basically robots that we put over the side of the vessel, and they stay in the water for, you know, anything from three months to three years, constantly making measurements of, for instance, CO2, pH temperature, salinity, oxygen, and then transmitting that information every few days back to us. And it gives us a way to monitor the chemistry and the physics of these ocean environments.
1: You're about to head off on the August for the annual master, which is also an integral part of the role that she plays. Tell us about that.
0: Yes, absolutely. So at the end of the month, the annual master cruise will take place. Actually, for the first time since 2019 so we're all very excited about that. So that is an educational program that is run on the Agalis two. and it's a wonderful training program where we bring typically masters and early PhD students from all over the country um, onto the vessel and we go out into the Agalis Current so sort of off our south southeast coast for about a week and a half and we do Sort of all manner of hands-on oceanographic training that you can think of. So there's about 50 students and upwards of 20 odd lecturers from all over the country, and uh, we teach the students all about everything that can be done on the vessel, and they get the opportunity to try all these different types of oceanographic sampling and instrument deployment and data processing and generation. So it's actually an amazing program, fully funded by the government. And as I said, we work very hard to ensure that we particularly bring on students who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to go on the vessel. And most of these students are studying some form of marine science, but not always. You know, we've had students working on the Savannah, for example, who've written strong applications, and they come on the vessel as well. It's a wonderful program. Students love it, and we've managed to recruit quite a large number of students after semester to continue doing research in oceanography.
1: Fascinating. And it's always beautiful seeing the ship in the harbour. Thanks uh, to UCT oceanographer and climatologist Dr. Sarah Fawcett, who'll be heading out shortly, as you heard, on the Agalus for this year's semester. And that's it for this week. Till next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you.
0: You mm-hmm.